0: Blog Talk Radio
1: You're good Hey, Blog Talk (laughs) I just hate doing it twice, like I introduced the show on Blog Talk, and then I have to turn around and do it on Facebook, and I'm sure it sounds really great on Blog Talk doing that. We will get the show started soon. Of course, the train's got to come through now.
0: Hello everybody, good evening. Live
1: on Corner USA Radio. This is COCW Canada Corner with Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, my name is Candace Starr with COCW Cannabis Opening Carry Walks and the Human Solution International Texas chapter. Uh, we go live every Monday at 7 p.m. is our new time now, um, Central Standard Time with Cannabis Opening Carry Walks, of Corner. And it's brought to you by the Human Solution International, Blog Talk Radio, Copy Party USA Radio, and Walk for Change. Heck yeah, y'all. So today we got an awesome show. I can't wait. We will be talking with Miss Tammy Winkle. But before we do that, um, I want to talk to y'all a little bit about uh, some of the events we got going on. Uh, We have a Walk for Change virtual town hall meeting, Saturday, July 25th, from 3 to 6. Y'all stay tuned for that. The last one was very informational, um, educational, and um, I learned a lot of new stuff. It was really, really, really good uh, town hall meeting. So, y'all definitely want to check this one out. Um, Also, we got Cannabis Open Carry Walk's third annual virtual Texas Fest. Um, it'll be September 5th. We don't want to cancel that. Um, So we decided to do it virtually. We will be taking the exact lineup that we have this year and moving it to next year and then just doing the virtual way this way so that everyone gets a chance to see it and to continue the annual because we do this every year. So we didn't want to cancel it because of corona. Unfortunately, a lot of our stuff has been uh, a little crazy lately, but just bear with us. Also, as you can see, the corner has changed a little bit. Um, We are packing, uh, getting ready to go to 420 Den. We're going to be moving in there um, starting uh, next weekend. So I got everything packed up right now. I'm kind of winging the corner today. So I hope everybody can hear me. I don't have a phone right now because my computer's over there. He's getting it all set up. Um, So... Bear with me. I can't say hi to y'all. I don't see y'all in the comments, but know that I greatly appreciate y'all. If it wasn't for y'all, you know, we wouldn't do as good as we're doing. Um, All the love and support y'all give is always 100% uh, loved, and we love you and welcome every bit of sharing and liking that y'all do. Y'all are who make us who we are. We would be nothing without all of us. Um, I am just one of many Cannabis open carry walks activists that work very hard to change uh, the fact that we cannot get our medicine here in Texas. It's very difficult um, not being able to petition. And so we get out there and hit the streets and educate um, all of Texas and let them know, you know, this is our meds. We need it. We need it to end cannabis prohibition. And so that goes ahead and gets me to my next thing that i'm letting y'all know about is walk for change the walk for change is the grassroots movement the purpose of this walk is to end abuse and violations of human rights through a peaceful walk across the united states they will be ending cannabis prohibition reform our criminal justice system obtain cru- true equality and protect children's families take care of the environment and power economic freedom and ensure liberty and justice for all So this walk, y'all, isn't just for cannabis, but it's for all human rights. We have a lot of things that we need to change. We'll be starting um, next year in Southern California and going all the way to Washington, D.C. So go look at www.walk4change.us and check it out. If you can sponsor, if you can get involved, maybe cook a meal, sign up for our trail ferry list and let us know how you can help and how you'd like to help. I mean, it's going to take all of us. We have to unite together to make a change also. Um, I'm 100% endorsed the lot for change in what they're doing. Um, also, there's a donation on Cannabis Open Carry Locks, um page. As you all know, we love Seeds for Change, and we've been helping them a lot. Mandy's doing great work out there in Austin. They've got a garden going that, for a homeless community out there. Um, there's a lot of musicians and stuff um, that are having a really hard time right now, especially since they can't get out and let uh, people hear their music because of the virus and everything. So, right now, they are taking donations to feed them. And, right, I believe they got water and food today. So, thank you all very much. Anyone who has donated, I will be putting the link after the show down um, for y'all to find how to donate if you would like to donate out there. The money will go to a great cause. They've got a garden going out there. Mandy works her ass off trying to help that garden grow and teaching that community how to grow their own food um, and get to know them. You know what I mean? There's a lot that goes into this. You know, we got a lot of our homeless have mental issues um, or like they like to call, um, I can't remember. I just had it in the roof of my mouth, was, it was coming out, but now I can't remember what in the hell it was. But um, the homeless community in their area, um, they help a lot. And like I said, they're teaching them how to get their hands in the dirt and work for their food and stuff. So it's an amazing thing they're doing. If you can donate, like I said, I'll put that link down there. Uh, KM420 Radio, y'all, Farah Hunter, I know she's in the house sharing. I love that girl. She's amazing. Um, if y'all want to go, uh, listen to some amazing music, KM 420 Radio has Sarah all day till like 420. And then Renee McCain will be playing at night and they are some amazing DJs. So if y'all have some new music that you'd like to get heard, uh, hit them up, KM 420 Radio. Morello, we will be coming to y'all soon. As soon as we get to Colorado next year, um, as y'all all know, we have finally released the news. Um, We will be moving to Colorado next year and getting some land and starting a community like the garden one that's going on here in Austin as well. Uh, We will be building our own houses on this land and having gardens and, man, farming. And it's a community to get more, more or less away from the government, be able to make sure our kids, will have a future. They can teach them how to work the land and everything. And then on top of that, we want to have a nonprofit grow. Patients are always 100% on top of what we do here in Cannabis Open Carry Walks. Um, It's not about profit. It's about the patient. There's a lot of patients out there that cannot afford their medicine. So we want to be able to grow some medicine that's organic and well well like, loved and taken care of for those patients that need their meds and can't afford it. So, y'all stay tuned for more information on that. It's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. I can't wait. So, now that we've got the introductions out of the way and y'all know, um, oh, also, Arlington, y'all freaking rocked it last weekend. Great job for Dan Drummerman and Janet March. They were out there by themselves this weekend. We couldn't make it because we were um, moving and stuff, but they still rocked that walk, man, and they had a lot of supporters out there honking, and I just wanted to give them an amazing shout-out. Y'all did a great job last weekend. Cool deal, y'all. So I'm making sure I got everything now. I almost went off without saying that. Uh, Tammy Winkles. We'll go ahead and bring her on. She. Oh, is she not on yet? Okay. Good, Bobby. Can you tell us a little bit about the virtual town hall meeting that's going to be coming up? Absolutely. So, on July 25th, 3 is the time, 2 Central, 12
0: Pacific, 1 Mountain, Texas Pacific, we going to Colorado. Got to go the middle. So, yeah. We're going to have our second virtual town
1: hall. Uh, we're
0: going to have a very important Native American panel. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah. We're going, to, we're going to talk about Liberty, and we're going to talk about uh, the Prohibition among other states. That's going to be good. It's going to be three hours, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully, you know, we're going to get a large audience like last time, and, and just continue to give up a bit So, everybody knows.
1: That is awesome. It's going to be a great show, y'all. I hope y'all are available to see it. If not, you can catch the replay, of course, and we will definitely be breaking it up into little short videos as well, so y'all be able to catch it. Man, but it was very ent- informational. And Bobby, I just want to tell you, great work. Um, I know that you've been doing a lot out there with the indigenous community um, and I've watched your videos and you're doing a great job letting people know what's going on over there. It's uh, it's horrible what what that community looks like. Well, you know, you
0: know the government loves the conquer and that's what they did and, you know, we're talking about quality and we don't want to forget anybody in the Native American community as well as the ones forgotten like other communities of color. Right. Or anybody in the block. And uh, I got pretty pissed off when I saw what it. I know a lot of people got mad, too. Yeah, that's just
1: yeah. despicable. What did they do? They just flooded it out and left it like that? Well, what they did was they built the dam and
0: we flooded out the Native American sovereign land, when they did. It. And they gave them other land and new infrastructure. It, was, it was all that to do that. super was water. And we're talking about something that is third generation of people that have been going on. Right. And the Army Corps of Engineers has been playing games. They're supposed to have permanently allocated resettlement. They don't have that. That's why they're still in a lieu of, I pointed out on the, on the uh, video, if anybody sees it, it's on the Walk the Chain's Facebook page, for example. Right. Um, and it'll be uploaded to the Walk the Chain's uh, uh, YouTube channel. The, the, it, it's important what's going on because... Uh, They're supposed to be, they were supposed to be resettled in the city when this happened. And they're still not. And we're talking about, they're going to have a field house, I mean, field for the weather. God.
1: it's good that you're getting you're shedding light to this situation because i knew nothing about this until i've seen your videos and uh it's important to let people know look because that's what's going to make the government get up and do their fucking dog when we shine a light on it and let people know what's going on yeah, we had a call today on Everywhere we just the the news is so focused on all this bullshit, and they don't they don't show light like they're supposed to. These other areas that aren't being taken care of. Wow. change for
0: sure
1: okay so you're supposed to be
0: telling us your story yes i was gonna i'm you too. so i'm gonna i'm gonna move over here and i, I want you to talk a about you
1: know about is, is tammy not here yet i was gonna go last but
0: no 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 I, if she was here, I say okay
1: cool cool okay well tammy if you are watching and you're having trouble getting on I checked to see if i had a message from you and i don't. See it. um. So, but we're here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go on into what Bobby was just saying. I had somebody comment the other day and they were like, well, you know, you're, I always hear, you know, you're always telling everybody, getting everybody else to tell their story and stuff. And um, I'd like to know, you know, you should do a show on why you're, you're doing this, like, and let people know. And you all know me, I'm kind of always shy when it comes to stuff about myself, but I'm always trying to fight and get everybody else a voice. So I decided today that I was going to go ahead and let y'all know um, the reasons that I'm walking. Um, my my stuff that I dealt with growing up, and uh, many of y'all that know me know I deal with uh, major PTSD order disorder. And I have a lot of um really bad panic attacks and stuff. I was never in the military. This was from home life growing up. Um, I my mother was a great mother. I love her to death. Um, she had a lot of mental illness issues and she dealt with addiction. Um, so when I speak about her, yes, she did a lot of bad, you know, things and made some bad choices, but please know that I love her and I understand that um she wasn't in the best the mind frame when all this was going on. So, growing up, uh, my dad was abusive, and uh, he used to beat my mom and me. And that's kind of the war that I grew up and dealt with that caused my PTSD issues and my depression and my anxiety. Um. So... um. Anytime, like, uh, my mom would get beat or whatever, I was always trying to protect her or trying to protect my sister from it. And so I went through a lot um, as a kid. Uh, They put me in children's homes. They put me in mental institutions. They put me in a lot of different... um, counseling, um, stuff like that. And my mom was always, if something was wrong or if I had an uh, attack or something, Xanax, or if I had a headache, hydrocodone. So my my uh, introduction to uh, drugs and stuff wasn't cannabis. It was big pharma. Like everybody had a pill they wanted to put in your throat to make everything better. And so, at the time that I was, like, teen, um, my mom leaving my dad, uh, around 16 is when my dad um, went into the penitentiary for, he got eight years, but he went in for four, for raping my mom three days after a hysterectomy, and um, my mom went into a woman's shelter, my sorry y'all my dad went to prison and I heard all of it like and I heard her screaming and there's nothing I could do so Jason who I'm with now um, I was dating him at the time he took him and his dad took me in and like saved my life. <laughs> uh but when I turned sixteen I started taking Xanax for my panic attack. I was on three of those a day. I was on uh all kinds of pills throughout all this. Like they've had me on all kinds of medications through all this. So I tried everything and finally they gave me Xan my my dose was Xanax, three milligrams a day a 100 milligrams, the Trisodone, Seroquel, and all this other just junk, Paxil. Um, I felt like it made me worse. I got to where I was a hermit. I wouldn't leave my room. I couldn't. This was, like, impossible. Like, I wouldn't be talking like this at all with y'all. Um, I wouldn't be getting out on the streets and doing none of that. I didn't even drive anywhere. Like, I wouldn't even go out of this town in a car. It took me until I was, like, 25 to even get my license. And uh, when I did, I, like I said, I didn't drive anywhere because I get scared I was going to get lost and I'd have a panic attack and freak out. And So when my daughter was born, my, my son was born, my da- now my daughter was born. And, of course, through all this, I've tried cannabis, but I've also tried methamphetamines, and I got addicted to that. I was on the needle for years because of my son. I finally got clean, um, got off all that, uh, and then I got pregnant with my daughter. And they told me at this point, uh, when I was pregnant with her, not to get all that I've been taking it so long that it would be harder for the baby, so I needed to continue to take um Xanax and Paxil and all that I had heard that the horror stories about Paxil so at the time I still kept taking the Xanax but I totally got off the Paxil and I'm glad I did because I hear that now all these heart problems are being caused by it um when I got after she was born I got off everything like all the medication. And I had heard, and I've realized through the years that cannabis did help. Of course, when I was addicted to the pills, I needed more than just cannabis back then. But um, I uh, I realized through all of that that cannabis was one of the things that could help me. And, and I always knew, and when we'd sit in our stoner circle, you know, and all that stuff, I would tell people, you know, they just need to legalize cannabis. Like, if they just, I could quit taking all of this stuff. Like, I could just just smoke, and I think I'd be okay. And then, uh, so after my daughter was born, I just decided to get off all the meds, strictly do just cannabis, and that's what I did. And, y'all, I'm telling you, my husband will confess to this. There is such a big difference. I'm able to get out here and talk to y'all i able to get out of my room. I'm able to take care of my children. Um, Xanax made it to where I didn't give a shit about anything, even what I should care about. Like, it didn't matter. And with cannabis, I at least I can smoke. I can still take care of my kids and do what I need to do. So uh, I was, like, sitting in the stoner circle and talking about how they need to legalize cannabis. And then I'm like, you know what? My mom, um, like I said, was on a lot of drugs throughout her life. She was on hydrocodone, Xanax, freaking Oxycontin. She had knee surgeries and, like I said, the mental issues anyway that she dealt with. Of course, you know, being beat all the time wasn't something that that was good for her. (laughs) But uh, so... I was sitting with my mom one day, and I got her to finally smoke a bowl with me, and I just saw how her face lit up. She smiled, like, for the first time in forever, and we were just laughing, and I remember thinking then, man, if this was available for her, because she couldn't really smoke because she had COPD, so if I could have got her some edibles or something, you know, maybe she would be okay. Sad to say... Um, my mom finally ended up committing suicide. Um, After being in and out of all these hospitals and taking all this medication, um, she was supposed to be moving to Iowa with us.
0: And we went and got
1: my sister, got her out of there, moved her to Iowa. And she was supposed to go then, but she didn't. She said she needed to sell off some stuff first, and she would go as soon as we were done, and we were going to let her stay in our basement and try to get her better. And uh, after her addiction, the doctors knowing it, Dr. Roscoe, Salt Cherry Street in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, decided that it would be great to give my mom three months' worth of prescription meds all at once because she said she was moving to Iowa. And knowing her addiction, knowing that she's tried to kill herself many times, still does this right after she gets out of a hospital. And she took well, from what I understand, she took all I guess all of them and ended up killing herself. Um so that my childhood growing up knowing that cannabis helps, um and all that I've been through and The difference in how I was when I was on all that and how I am now is why I decided, you know, it should be something that we shouldn't have to feel like we're a criminal because we choose to medicate, safer way, zero death, no addiction whatsoever. Um, We should be able to choose that. Like, it's legal in other states. Why isn't it legal here? why do I have to feel like a criminal and why do many people have to feel like criminals? Like, it's not just fighting for me. I see the struggle in everybody and I really, my heart goes out to all y'all to have to live in fear of your kids being taken away because you choose a safer route of medicine. Now I'm not knocking anyone who has to take meds. I still take med. I ended up having to get on pain meds later for my back. I have two uh, bulging discs and three uh, pinched nerves. So I, because of I know my addiction and shit, I won't take anything higher than tramadol. But I do have to take medicine now. But my point is, I'm not knocking anybody who does. If you need it for a certain reason, it, it helps some people. But if for them to have the choice. To maybe if one, you know, to get off as many of the medications they're taking or um, whatever that is in a safer route, they should have that choice. So I decided to get get up and do something about it. Like, I kept thinking, well, people need to get get up and do this. And I'm like, well, I, I need to start. I need to make, I need to represent what I want. You know what I mean? And so... I ended up running into cannabis open carry Walk, Started hitting the streets with them and doing all I could in Texas to change that. And then my son gets locked up for uh, six years, and he is doing a—he's uh, three years now into a six-year sentence for selling cannabis and a little bit of uh, coke as well, and y'all have heard that story many a times already, Um, but so then I get, to get my eyes open to that aspect of it, too, and the prison system, and what they're doing, and these people are in there for a freaking plant, like, they didn't hurt nobody, they had some weed, you know what I mean, and I don't know about y'all, but being able to only buy from the black market, yeah, people say, well, you shouldn't sell it. Well, where would we get our medicine if those people didn't take that risk to sell it? So now that I see that side, um, I've joined up with the Human Solution International and tried to help with that side of it as well. And that is that is why I fight, y'all. That that is my story. That and of course it's shortened a lot, but that's the gist of it. That's that's why I fight.
0: Um, I've been
1: through hell and back. I've been through all the addiction of pain medicine and and not having that because they take it away because the opioid thing, and then going to a cheaper way, and that's how I ended up getting addicted to meth. And and just I've been through all that. So getting out of it, getting off all that, and being able to have my 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 true self back and actually be a productive member of society um, just by smoking cannabis. So I love y'all. I hope that answers any questions. Um, If y'all ever need anything, if somebody's going through something similar and needs somebody to talk to, I'm always here open and ready to help y'all in any way I can.
0: I'm
1: not sure what. Going on with Tammy? Do we have her yet? No, she's uh, got Zoom upload problems in her life. Oh, okay. So uh, uh, she's not here yet. I don't know if she's ever going to be here. That's
0: the word I.
1: Okay. Well, that is cool. What we will do is I will work with Tammy on helping her with the Zoom, and we will try this again. Uh, I'm not sure – if we're going to be doing can of corner next week or not cuz I got to be moving and I know we got that virtual town hall meeting and stuff going on too. So, I think I'm probably going to take off next week. Maybe replay this one, but the next week we'll try to get Tammy on here and I'll try to help her with the Zoom. Awesome y'all. So, I don't know what time it is. It's hey,
0: 7:30.
1: Heck yeah. Well, I know I'm since Tammy's not going to be here and we've talked about pretty much everything, I guess it's a good end. We'll just go ahead and end it early. Um, plus, I've been crying and stuff now, that I had to tell all that. But So I'm just going to go ahead and say that that's going to be the end of the show. We'll end it a little early. Y'all, if you can, donate to the Seeds for Change so they can get some food out there at the Texas Music Ranch. Um, and stay tuned for the church – Virtual Town Hall, July 25th. COCW's annual Texas Cana Fest Marathon, uh, the virtual one, September 5th. Y'all go check out KM420 Radio, 420 din, the Human Solution International, Coffee Party USA Radio, and I'm going to go ahead and end it. I love y'all. Peace. So coming up at the top of the hour
0: is season four. The Wendy Love show. Oh,
1: yay. Get starts Tanya Sanders, Heck yeah, I love Tanya, y'all. Y'all go check that out. Top of the hour. Um, where can they find that at? When you Love Ed Show, right?
0: Right on your page. Oh. How right about that?
1: It gets streamed on our page. Yes. The. Cool. Awesome, awesome. So y'all go check it out. It's gonna be a good show. Love y'all. Peace.